It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome back to the Bottom Line News Radio 610 K1A. It's time number two on your Friday afternoon. 547-1610 is the number. We're also available via email, 610K1A.com, the bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, and what you'd like to say. We're on Twitter at Bottom Line 610 and Parlor at the Bottom Line 610. Rob and Ed here on your Friday. And Fridays usually tend to be festive. They tend to be fun. But today, Ed, this Friday, well, we're going to pause for a moment. We're going to remember what used to be the city of Seattle. We're going to have our own ceremony, remembering the positives, because this week, the city of Seattle arguably has come closer to death than at any other point in time. On July 6th, The business tax passed. It's actually going to wind up hitting businesses harder than the original head tax that was proposed the other year. It's estimated it's going to bring in about $217 million a year, and it's going to hammer the likes of Amazon, Google, Starbucks. Now, it's not going to hit every employee. It's going to hit employees making over a certain amount of money. And a lot of people were were questioning in the original head tax, well, how long is it going to take for those companies to leave? Well, we saw what Amazon did. They launched a search for two new world headquarters. And if you think for one second that they didn't know this was coming, you're kidding. Uh, Jeff Bezos may be very far to the left, but Jeff Bezos also likes his money. And so he doesn't plan on giving any more of it than he has to to the city of Seattle, especially when something like this passes. So expect, I would say, within six months to a year, Amazon to operate completely and totally outside of the city of Seattle, uh, as it seems preparation has already been placed. Or pre- preparations have already been made by Jeff Bezos and company, and I'm sure many others are beginning to look at this as well. But the real Hammer may have been struck earlier this afternoon. As they have not taken a full vote on this yet, but in today's Seattle City Council meeting, seven out of nine members expressed their support to defund the Seattle Police Department by not only 50% in next year's budget, but 50% for the rest of this year as well. Now, why is it significant that seven out of nine members have expressed support? That's a veto-proof majority against Mayor Jenny Durkin. Now, Mayor Jenny Durkin has offered $20 million in cuts to the Seattle PD. But what would 50% do? Well, for one, if I saw the numbers correctly, and I believe I did, there's about $200 million remaining in the budget this year. That would cut that $100 million. And the budget, I believe, next year was about $409 million, which would chop that to $205 million for the entire year. That is a lot more than $20 million. And so if you think for one second 
that it's not a great time to be a criminal in the city of Seattle, you are so wrong. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? Uh, Dave from Kelly. What's up, Dave? Hey, um, I got a brother who's in real estate on the west side. Um, you can say you're sorry. It's okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he told the crazy thing is he told me last night that Amazon just bought a huge chunk of property off a of military road outside of Kent. No shock? No, not at all. They've been prepping for not this for a year and a half. Yes. And uh, on another thing, if the city council, can a city council be held liable for, um, say, people losing their life due to the defunding of the police department? Well, can this- they, any of them be personally be? Other than a, maybe a civil lawsuit? I don't think they can personally be held responsible, but the city itself already is facing lawsuits over what happened with CHOP, Chaz, whatever the name was at the end of it. Uh, they're already facing lawsuits as a city. I don't know if they can be held specifically in a civil suit um, unless there was any further action that they committed as an individual not in the name of the city or in the elected position. But any lawsuits would fall on the city itself. And guess what? If those suits are victorious, that's more money coming out of the city coffers. Mm-hmm. It's more money taxpayers are paying for something that they shouldn't have to pay for in the beginning. Now, look, have there been issues in Seattle? Has there been tension between the SPD and the city council and administration for a few years? Sure. I mean, this has been going on for a while, this battle. But to defund over the next three years by over three or over the next two year and a half, next 18 months, by over $300 million, here's what you're looking at. You're looking at a reduction in force size. You're looking at a reduction in training capabilities. You're looking at a reduction in equipment. You're looking at a reduction in patrols because of the reduction in manpower. Seattle is a large city. Yes, it is. There's, what, 700,000 people that live in the city of Seattle? They already have a huge deficit when it comes to officers per capita. Now you're going to decrease that even more, and you're going to replace it with counselors. You're going to remove the 911 system from the purview of the police department. I mean... They do operate outside of that in other areas as their own entity. They have contracts with departments and so on and so forth. But in Seattle, it's linked with the department. So what is the goal of removing 911 from the police department? I mean, are you going to have even more hits to that that particular service, which is the first line? I mean, the call takers and dispatchers are the first line to get mm-hmm. to get them to where they are going accurately to inform them of what it is they are facing when they get to the situation. So if you're talking about less money there as well, what kind of a mess are you going to create in Seattle? Well, I don't know if it's so much less money on the dispatchers. I think the the what the city council wanted to do, and you know, I guess it's a smart move on their part if you think about it, uh, dumb for the rest of us, but if you think about it, if you take the control of the 911 dis- dispatch center away from police 
then you have more control over where those calls are routed. Eventually, the city is going to route calls, like you said, to sometimes police, sometimes counselors, sometimes whatever else. Uh, and if you if the police department is still controlling the 911 system, maybe you don't get calls routed to the counselors like they want and things like that. So by taking control of the dispatch center, you preemptively try to remove a barrier to what you want to do, which is to route calls away from police and to counselors and, and, and other things. You know, we let off this hour, Rob, with, um, in essence, the death of Seattle. Um, it's interesting because, uh, you know, Como TV, uh, which we're news partners with over in Seattle, did a documentary called Seattle is Dying. Uh, it didn't have anything to do with the reduction of police, but maybe they want to think about doing a sequel after after this because Seattle was already having some major issues, a rise in homelessness, a rise in gang activity, a rise in drug use, uh, you know, a rise in a lot of things that aren't all that pleasant to deal with. And now you're going to reduce the amount of police on the streets and increase things like counselors and other things. And again, I'm not knocking counselors. There is definitely a, a place yes, for, for counselors in this grand scheme of things, but not at the expense of, of you know, boots on the ground, so to speak, the, the police force walking the streets. So what you're going to find, Rob, and here's my prediction, what you're going to find is it may not necessarily affect the hot spots in Seattle, you know, places like the chop or, you know, around those areas where you usually have a high crime rate. The police are going to keep most likely the resources in those spots. It's the other spots that normally are patrolled that you don't always get a ton of activity. Uh, now you're not going to get any activity. At all. Now, of course, council members Tammy Morales, Shama Sulan, Teresa Mosqueda, and Lorena Gonzalez, well, they, they, they don't know what they should do with that 50% cut yet. Oh, I bet where, they do. Where that would be redirected. They, they don't know about that yet. But here's the thing. Here's what it could look like. 50% cuts next year could mean laying off 755 sworn and 281 civilian employees. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? Jeremy from Prosser. What's up, Jeremy? Be interesting to see if there's an uptick in uh, 811 calls out in the urban areas when they start doing all this. It will be. Yeah, no it doubt. It will be very interesting. Very interesting, to say the least. I'm going to take a quick time out. More of the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA after this. But the one thing that you can expect to happen. If this is voted in and seven members of the city council say yes to this 50% defunding, because it has, the vote has not taken place yet, the conversation has happened, the support has been expressed, but if it goes through, you will see an exodus from the city of Seattle 
like you've not seen before. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547-1610 is the number if you'd like to get involved. And contact Jason Hogue with American Family Insurance today. If you're a small business reopening in the COVID climate, there's certainly a lot to be aware of. And Jason can walk you through small business policies, let you know if you've got everything that you need to protect you and what American family may have that could serve you better. Contact Jason Hogue, the only American Star Certified Rated American Family Insurance agent in the Tri-Cities, by visiting his website, jasonhogue.com. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Howard in Richmond. What's going on, Howard? Hey, it's a little bit off topic, but it is related. I was helping my son with his taxes. It's time to get him done. So uh, he has a small business that involves, you know, he's got a personal service small business. And I discovered there's a qualified business income deduction for small businesses, and it's 20%. And, uh, you know, this is related to the 2017 tax cut bill that Trump got through. Uh, so people do need to keep that in mind as they consider who to vote for. And uh, places like Seattle, you know, <laughs> that kind of tax is not going to be granted in that kind of administration. Um, hey, if Amazon is looking for other places to be, I know they probably want to be around the sound, but there are a lot of nice open areas in Richland, and I hope our local Economic Development Council is uh, talking to Amazon and letting them know about those open patches of land as you enter Richland, and everybody knows the spots I'm talking about. Uh, Any of those could be in in, in even their former city hall site uh, could end up being uh, a place that Amazon can land. Thanks for the call, Howard. Appreciate it. And already, a city councilman from Spokane has extended the invitation to any disenfranchised Seattle businesses to uh, take a look at the city of Spokane as a potential destination. You're up on the bottom line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Art from Kennewick. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Good, Art. How are you? Well, I'm okay. I'm just kind of a little bit discouraged what's kind of going on. I was listening to the news and I I think even our po- local politicians are a little bit politically correct. I saw the three mayors in the city, and they had uh, oh they had masks on, and they well, of course they want everybody to get back to normal. We understand that, and I agree with masks. But the big problem here is the governor. This stuff should have been open up uh, a long time ago. Uh, this virus is spreading, and we're not going to be able to. St- totally stop it but the younger generation you know they're uh, uh they don't seem to uh, uh get it as bad that is the deaths with them and uh, the death rate has been down uh i think you know in the schools i think also too i think there's there's a problem uh, there's a guy that called up uh, rush limbaugh the other day and he f- was a, a substitute teacher and he said it, I guess he had filled in a number of times, and uh, uh, the teachers told him, turn on CNN and let him watch that for 15 minutes. Now, you know, if you watch CNN, uh, it's extremely liberal. In fact, it's 
socialist and about fascist, as far as I'm concerned. Our kids don't need to hear this kind of stuff. I, they need to learn. Uh, they, they need to learn their subject. We, they don't need to be brainwashed, and I think too many of them are being brainwashed uh, through the system here. And I think the schools need to uh, take a little more responsibility in that. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Art. Going back to the phones. You're nope. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Yes. Five four seven one six ten. The number. You're up. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, Chad from the Grand Oregon. What's going on, Chad? How are you? Oh, great. How are you guys? Um, I guess I'm just going to be kind of basic with my statement. Well, a couple of things. One, I must be dumb. I and I want to know your guys' thoughts. What's happening to our country as far as basic common sense? We all know in our hearts, if we eliminate law enforcement, things will become chaotic. And here's my other suggestion. I actually worked in law enforcement uh, in a couple of different areas uh, earlier in my career. Here's my thoughts. You know, when we want change in our country, we want to do it in a productive, thoughtful, meaningful way. I don't think we've really taken the time to think about the right way to handle these things. I think we're rushing into things and... You know, I don't want to be negative, but I think we're headed down a really dark road if we defund the police. We have to have law and order. This is not the Wild West, and I don't think any of us want the Wild West. Now, here's my idea. It, instead of defunding the police, let's let's try this. Let's do a better job of recruiting police officers. To me, teachers and police officers, it takes a special, unique kind of person to do those jobs. And especially in today's world, more than being a tough guy and physical and having a gun, it takes people skills to work with the public. I just think if we're going to improve our situation with police, I think we can do a better job of recruiting people, the right kind of people, to do the job. You know, one example is in the Department of Corrections in Washington State, and I'm not knocking on young people at all, but and, and you can check this. I've, I've argued with people over it, but it's a fact because I have family that work in the Department of Corrections. Washington State now hires 18-year-old uh, citizens to become correctional officers. Now, at 18 years old, I didn't have enough life skills to come in and deal with offenders. There's no way... I could have ever done that job at 18. That's one example of where we failed the public and the offenders and uh, the victims by bringing in 18-year-olds to supervise inmates in a state prison system. So I think there's a a way to uh, better recruit people that are more able to do the job of a police officer. And it doesn't mean that there's bad people out there doing the job. It just, to me, it takes a special person to work in law enforcement and it takes someone with great people skills and patience and sometimes that doesn't work i get it but uh you know i think we've got to just think about things for a while and figure out you know if you want change you got to do it in a more productive positive meaningful way we got cannot rush into these decisions and it's real simple and i think a lot of people feel this way we defund the police and we start taking down out the police. Honest to goodness, it's just this simple. Who are we going to call when we need someone? And that's the big question. Thank you for the call. Very much appreciate it. We'll discuss a little bit more about that and what it could look like. 
What it, I mean, look, this is a, this is just an absolute incredible decision. Speak your piece. Call 509-547-1610. More of the bottom line presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. The phone number is 547-1610. Contact the guys at RoofMax, locally loaned, owned and operated. Have them come out, take a look at your current roof, and they'll let you know if you need a new one. They'll let you know if there's state-of-the-art treatment that was created at Patel Laboratories and at Ohio State University. If it'll help extend the life of your current roof 5, 10, maybe even 15 years at only 15 to 20% of the cost of a brand-new roof. It is worth it to have them come out to give you a free estimate of what your roof looks like, and they'll tell you if they can't help you. They'll also let you know if there's other small fixes on that roof that they could do for you at the same time as putting down that state-of-the-art application to give you more life in your current roof. Contact RoofMax today, again, locally owned and operated. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is JB in Pasco. What's up, JB? Okay, a couple of things. First, Seattle. I had the misfortune to, on Monday and Tuesday, to walk from the Space Needle to Virginia Mason Medical Center, which is oh, about a 20-minute walk away, uh, just south of the CHOP zone. And I haven't been to Seattle for, well, probably 10 years. And, you know, the downhill slide that that place has undergone is truly astounding. Those parks, which used to be beautiful down by the Space Needle, are now just piles of garbage and plastic bottles and ramshackle tents. And it's not just rumor. There are indeed turds in the side, on the sidewalk. And it... It's just amazing to me how any I, – I felt I'd, I would rather be in Damascus, if you get what I mean. It was just awful. Appreciate the call. Thank and, you so much. And, and that's yeah, without I mean, the police being defunded. So imagine what's going to happen yeah. with the police being defunded. I, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, and I appreciate the call, 547-1610, 509-547-1610. Have, I have been a big fan of – of the city of Seattle for uh, most of my life. I thought at one point I wanted to live there and, you know, do my career there and all that sort of thing. And it, you know, didn't work out for a lot of different reasons. But I always thought, you know, being in the Tri-Cities, if I ever felt the need to get kind of that big city feeling you know, I wouldn't want to live there, but, you know, if I ever wanted to to go and do something fun, you know, Seattle's only a couple hours away, and and man, I mean, with, with the setting and, and the Puget Sound on a sunny day in the summer, it's one of the best places in the world, you could, you could argue. I had a conversation with my wife last night, and I was telling her what was going on in, in, in Seattle. You know, and she had been following the CHOP situation, and now this, now this defunding police. And I said, I don't feel comfortable taking my family to Seattle anymore. Um, And that's, for me, that's a big statement to make. We've been over there a ton of times. Um, They have incredible 
attractions for for families. You know, aside from the Space Needle, you know, the zoo, you know, they have, uh, you know, museums over there, you know, not to mention the the parks that the last caller, you know, referred to, you know, the the uh, the Jimi Hendrix experience, you know, all kinds of wonderful things to do. But I, 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 I can't I can't endanger my family if they're going to cut the police force by 50 percent. I, I no longer feel safe taking my family over there. And thankfully, my wife agrees. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, yes. Hello. This is Carlos Morgan. Hi, Hi Carlos. Carlos. Is this my mulligan? <laughs> You're up, dude. You're up, go man. Ahead. Go. Okay. You know, um, uh, first of all, I, I think one of you guys owe me a, an apology to even compare me with uh, Black Lives Matter. I mean, I've never said that. What? I don't, me. I don't associate myself with them. It's just you took my words and put them out of context. Um, what I said was our government is in charge, whether it's Inslee, whether it's Trump, whether it's local. Our government is in charge of us. And if they're not going to do, do their job, then we need to get rid of them. And I, I know you, you claimed I was an anchor. And <laughs> I think you got the wrong show, Carlos, but that's okay. 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 Appreciate Thanks the call. for the call. I, I, I don't know where Carlos was going with that. Um, okay. Well, appreciate the call anyway. And he's right. It, it absolutely. You know, the, if, if people are not happy with the elected officials, it's not only our right, but I would argue our duty to get them out of office and put people that can work uh, for the good of all of us. But what that takes is that that takes actually more people paying attention yeah. and, and doing their diligence than what, what is now. And, and that's why when you see, and if you really think about it, you watch how political campaigns are now crafted and you see what the, I mean, Joe Biden has hardly said anything about what he is going to do other than what Trump, undo what trump has already done yeah you you don't see a lot of depth it's all about the 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 yelling the pointing the fingers and everything else what is what does joe biden actually plan to do we don't know but that's what you get with a lot of candidates these days it's not about planning what they're going to do it's bashing the other guy and so how do you get a really good read on who you're going to vote for you're up on the bottom line news radio 610 k1a your name where are you calling from hey it's jim from benton city what's up jim Hey, uh, my son-in-law is on the sheriff's department, and uh, not in this county, and not even in the state. But I had a conversation with me. He said one of the problems that he sees is that when he got on the uh, police department, he was psychoval, and he said it was a one-time thing. And he said if it was up to him, they need to be doing them more often. And the only other comment I want to make is that my dad was in law enforcement and retired out of it, and it took its toll on him. Uh, it changed him. Uh, people don't realize what these guys go through and what they see, good, bad, and ugly. And uh, I, I'll be honest with you, the way things are going right now, I, I don't know how anybody would want to get on the police department. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks for the, the call, call, Jim. And, you know, that's 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 a really interesting idea. I mean, we talk about, we hear all these other avenues and all these other uh, careers and, and uh, you know, pursuits that people have where they talk about adding some more support, some more support. Well, maybe... That is 
a solution is adding more support in that regard to those who choose to go into law enforcement to make sure that that's there. Well, one of the things, and we'll get to the next call here in just a second. One of the one of the things that um, you, the, the trend that you saw was that as the job of police officer got tougher, what you saw more of was this transition from those who served in the military to the you know those same people joining police forces because of their mental stamina. Mm-hmm. you know, to handle all kinds of situations that was attractive to police departments. Um, but, you know, you on, on the flip side, you don't always get somebody who is a people person, so to speak. I'm not that's not a broad stroke, you know, that I'm painting with. But that's in general the the what you have seen. So now you're seeing, I guess, the fruits of that. I don't know. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Walt from Benton City. Hi, Walt. What's up? Well, I have a public apology to make. It's been really gnawing at me for a long time, and I just got to get it off my chest. What's up, Governor? Well, I was born in Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Walt? We'll, we'll We'll let it slide. Oh, okay. We, I, I'm I'm so glad for the absolution. Now I can go back to work. We promise okay. we won't tell anybody. Walt. Yeah, it's just between the three of us. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> you bet, <laughs> Walt. Too funny. Five four seven one six ten. If you want to get involved, but y- but but, the, but to to Walt's joke, it's only been in the last couple of years that Seattle has taken a nosedive. I mean, you can make an argument that it's been progressive over the last couple of decades, but it has really gotten bad there just in the last couple of years. It began with the election of Shama. Mm. That's when it started. Maybe. It started with Shama. And look, it, it grew and it grew and that element, that socialist element that allows a statue of someone who was responsible for starving five million of his own people. You go back six years when she first got elected, and you can point to where all this is going. We only have one statue in the United States that stands for a communist dictator, and it's in Seattle. It's in Fremont Park. It's in Seattle. That should tell you all you need to know that no one's pulled that down yet. The bottom line, the only place that cares what you think. Call in now, 509-547-1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Final few minutes of the bottom line is Friday afternoon. 547-1610 is the number if you want to get involved. CBD American Shaman right across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick. Your place for the most trusted all-natural CBD products. CBN Night is the latest to help you maybe get a more restful sleep. A lot of people have been impacted by COVID. Some people have had a tough time getting to sleep. Well, the all-natural product, water-soluble CB Night, could help you get a better night's sleep. The nanotechnology that they use breaks down the hemp oil so that it is, like I said, water-soluble. It goes through, goes through, 
is processed by your body a lot easier because your body doesn't have to work harder to break down the hemp oil. It's already broken down through the nanotechnology. For a more restful night's sleep, talk to them and see if CB Night will work for you at CBD American Shaman across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick. Going to the phones, you're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Bird Dog Larry, Benton City. What's up, Larry? You know, I want to agree with the governor. He, he Last time I seen him, he was wearing pro, prophylactic boots. I said, Walt, you're on the right side of the state. You can take those off. <laughs> wow. Thanks for the call, Larry. <laughs> Let's go to this line. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Yeah, this is Art here uh, from Pennewick. You know, if we... Eliminate the police. We put it, uh, put the money into social workers or other programs. You know, people. We're going to have to have the police again. I mean, the, uh, the uh, uh, conditions are bad out there. There's more robberies, murders, and everything else. So the money goes to these uh, other places like social workers and so forth. We're, we're stuck with those programs, and then. We'll have to hire more police. I mean, it's inevitable. And then, you know, the taxpayers are just going to have to go ahead and, and foot the uh, the blunder of this thing. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Let's go to this line. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Chris from Rison. Hi, Chris. What's up? Um, I'm surprised, but I guess I shouldn't be surprised um, by the defunding of the police in Seattle, I guess I shouldn't be surprised about the whiteness test that's required by city employees of Seattle. But I was really taken off and really surprised when I heard the statement that I don't know for sure has been verified or not by Chris Reichdahl, our superintendent of schools. Is it true that he made a statement that they were going to concentrate on bringing minorities back before white kids to school? Can you guys answer that for me, please? Thank you. Appreciate the call. Um, you know, I'd have to go back and and listen to what he said um, again. I th- my my take on that was not so much that we need to make sure that minority kids come back before Caucasian kids. What his concern was that by doing kind of this mixed opening of in-person and, you know, we're not going to be able to do all in-person at every school across the state. His concern was that minorities who may or may not have access to, you know, technologies or, or what have you for, you know, being able to remote uh, learn again, that they might be left behind uh, so that it was it was important to get as many of them in front of teachers as possible. I don't know that I, I got the sense that that meant ahead of white kids. I will go back. I appreciate the call, and it's a, it's a good take. I don't have a specific answer for, for you on that, Chris, but I will go back and, and re-listen to to the statement. And from what I heard today, there is there's been some modification to some of it, but I don't know if any of that language was well, modified. Well, you know, we don't we don't know yet yeah. how 
you know, I mean, the districts around here are still going through their options and coming up with different plans depending on what phase we're in. I mean, that's going to have a lot to do with it. Um, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I don't want it to come across like I'm carrying water for the state school superintendent because I'm not. Um, I, I heard the thing that Chris referenced and I didn't get that sense of it, but I could be mistaken. It does happen once or twice. <laughs> I'll go back and I'll go back and and uh, and look at it with different eyes and and see what I can come up with, Chris. Thank you very much for the call. Mm-hmm. Got a few more minutes left. It is Friday. You'd made reference to uh, oh, a yes. feature that we hadn't really done for some time. Uh, it's been off know, and on with COVID. Yeah, you know, but it, you know, you know, honestly, go ahead. I think I will nominate the second donkey of shame hall of famer right now okay make See a if case I get your approval make a case for this person COVID 19 oh it's not even a person it's not even a person it doesn't okay. have to be a person COVID 19 deserves a spot in the donkey of shame hall of fame because this has been freaking miserable this has been beyond miserable everything that's been associated with this has been absolute 100 percent divisive it doesn't matter whether you what you think about it, this thing could be 100%. You could have all the truth about it and where we are right now. Half the people would buy it and half the people wouldn't. This thing has basically taken the direction that we were in with not being able to talk, not being able to communicate, picking extreme ends, and this has amplified it even further. So as far as I'm concerned, COVID-19 deserves a place in the Donkey of Shame Hall of Fame. Now, is it because of those reasons that you just stated, or you just want to have Jay Inslee next to COVID-19 in the Hall of Fame? Oh, no, not next to. Same donkey. Oh, same donkey. Yeah, same donkey. Same donkey. Same, same donkey. Okay. He will, he, he will have a mask on that says COVID-19 on the front of it, on the donkey, on the plane. I don't, I, I don't, I, my, my initial reaction is, I don't know. I don't know if I can sign off on that. And, and he, you know... COVID-19 has been everything that you said and then some, no doubt about it. But does he, he, I'm already personifying COVID-19. Does Does the virus jump over Bob Ferguson? Well, here's what we'll do. With his track record? Here's what we'll do. And many other people? I've got a, I've got a way that we can, we can solve this. Okay. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors? No. Oh. We will leave it up. That's how we got the other one in. We will leave it up to... The listeners. Okay. We will put it up on a poll. Okay. On our Twitter page. We will run it for a week. Okay. And we will ask people to vote on if COVID-19 deserves a spot in the Donkey of Shame Hall of Fame. Okay. At the next Friday. Okay. We will put the results out. And if COVID-19 has earned a spot in the Donkey of Shame Hall of Fame with... Governor Inslee, then we will let the listeners decide. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I'm good with that. I mean, Inslee was a no-brainer. Everybody yeah. agreed on that. Yeah, but see, you know, and he Bob Ferguson's it. been knocking on that door for some time. You mean because he filed a 65th lawsuit against the Trump administration yeah, today? I thought that's where you were going, actually. No, no. Bob just said like, after 65, you'd had enough. Put, and it, put it this way. Wanted to put him in. Bob files number 65, and he still can't top the news cycle. Wow. He's going to have to work harder on that. Well, I imagine how upset he must feel. 
Afternoon Report next.